everybody. Welcome to Bite Me Podcast, episode 313. I think that adds up. Uh, today, we are doing something we have not done in a long time, and that is having a four-up. There are four of us on this podcast right now. We have got Dylan. He is back from New Jersey. I'm back from New Jersey. I was really hoping you would have picked up like That's some sort of Jersey Shore accent while you were there. No? No. No. Oh, well. Colby's here, too. He's wearing a very Ooh. neon hoodie. Like, is that like highlighter yellow? It's it not is. a hoodie. I guess it's, a, it's like a It's my favorite color. Very, very, very yellow. I like it. And we have Rich back again as well because I didn't know if Dylan was here or not. So he's like he's like our our, our backup, Dylan. Um, <laughs> can, do you like you lived There's in New Jersey for him. a very long time? Do you yes. have a Jersey Shore accent? Uh, I don't, but Judy does. So from from my understanding, when we go out to eat, they immediately know that we're not from Florida. And it's usually her accent that gives us away. But yeah, no, Judy yeah. Judy is Rich's wife, and she definitely has more of an accent than he does. But it's it's not. That's because I'm from the sticks, what? the southern Jersey part. So I got I got the southern Jersey twang. <laughs> I like the southern Jersey. Like he's from he's like from the deep south of New yeah. Jersey. It's good. It's good. 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 Anyway, we're going to talk about video games today. We have got uh, probably a bunch of games that we've all played. Maybe not Dylan. Dylan. Dylan still played some Pokemon. That's fine. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. We are also going to talk about Microsoft and the. So, so I enjoy this. Microsoft is accusing the FTC of violating the Constitution, um, which I think the FTC would be aware of, but maybe not. Um, whereas gamers are accusing Microsoft of violating the Clayton Antitrust Act of 1914. Wow. We'll talk about that. Uh, High on Life smashes a bunch of video game records. Uh, more Blizzard devs are trying to unionize. Like by the time, if Microsoft is actually able to buy Blizzard, they're just going to be buying a union. Like it's going to be the entire place. Uh, one of the, I think the president of Activision Blizzard is going to a new far dumber job. Um, <clears throat> you know those new $200 PlayStation fancy controllers. Yeah, those those batteries are top notch. We'll talk about that. Uh, I don't, I, this is the weirdest thing I'm going to say out loud, but the CEO of Atari wants to buy Atari. And like, if your CEO has enough money to buy the company he works for, I don't, I don't exactly understand that. But I mean, it's also Atari. So, uh, and Valve would like to know if you'd like to see a dead body. Um, do, do you guys want to see a dead body? Real quick poll. Uh, I don't poke it with think a stick. so. Dylan's a no. Colby's a. How dead is the body? Is it like fresh dead or is it like a weak dead? In this that, particular case, quite dead and severely burned. Hard pass. Yeah. So no, no. Colby, are you yes or no? <coughs> Whatever. I'm fine with it. Yeah. So so we've got two yeses and a sure. I've seen um, dead bodies before. All right, let's take a small aside here. Where have you seen, like, outside of a funeral? Work. Oh, yeah. Gross. C occasionally people die. <sighs> that's that's not cool. I, I can remember, also tell you what they smell like. Oh, that's even worse. I remember asking, we had a coworker, Colby and I, named Jason, and he just, like, casually mentioned one day that, like, yeah, he found, like, five dead bodies, and I'm like, What? That's super weird. Um, like, not in apartments. He just, like, he's outdoorsy, I guess. And I mentioned that casually to my grandpa. And he's like, oh, yeah, I found at least five dead bodies. And I'm like, where are all these dead bodies? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm 45, and the only people I've ever seen dead have been, like, in a funeral home. So I've seen, like, I, the dead body under the sheet, like, after a... <sighs> Crime yeah, I guess, scene. I guess that's fair. I probably have seen. It was a McDonald's that, parking lot. I guess I've seen people that I presume to be dead, but yeah. like it wasn't I like I it. found. I didn't them. actually like see the person dude. though. It was just yeah. A, the I saw a dude missing his head. That's extreme. Ew! Where did he? How did he misplace his head? It was on the way to your house in Michigan, and it was a truck driver who had slowed down or stopped too fast and the pipes in the back of his truck oh. did not get the message and uh, they went straight through that cab. Ew. Yeah, it wasn't that's, great. That's in the movie, isn't it? Final Destination or something? They, they fall off that on that one. These went yeah. the through forward. Yeah. That's actually how I think Mariska Haggerty's mom died? Mm -mm. Wasn't it? They, they hit the back of a semi. 
Oh, there yeah. So same end result, though. Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah. Anyway, let's let's stop this. <laughs> this is a cheery um, podcast. <laughs> this is you know the you know those little bars on the back of semis, those little like ones that come down. Yeah. The, the reason why is Mariska Haggerty's mom, I believe. Huh. Those weren't standard before, and so hmm. if you were driving in the car and you hit into the uh, back of the semi, it would just stop whenever you know stopped, <laughs> and those actually stop cars. When <laughs> physics took hold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got questions from Prime Fan, Miss Happy Childhood, Princess Megan, and Rich Deacon. Uh, I'm friends with Princess Megan on Facebook, and the other day, and she posted something, but she recently got married. And I'm like, who is this person? I don't know why this person's on my face. Oh, I'm like, oh, right, this person's a lie. She, she just got married. <laughs> uh, and we've got games from Epic Games. Actually, we don't really have games from Epic Games. That's kind of a lie. Uh, we got Game Pass games, though. We got a PlayStation Plus leak, and then we'll stop talking. Uh, but first, why don't we start talking again about what video games we have been playing? Dylan, do you want anything to say about? I was going to say Pokemon, um, Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, not really, because I didn't play that much. I played on the plane a little bit. Um, I always think I'm going to play my Switch more when I'm traveling than I do, but I mostly just sit in anguish on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Dylan yeah, is like, if same. you guys don't know about Dylan, Dylan is. Like freakishly tall, um, like I, I mean, maybe not freakishly. He's not like seven four, uh, but six six, right? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. It's still like point zero one percentile. So yeah, like I'm 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 six one, and airplane seats suck. Like yeah. my knees are jammed into the back of airplane seats. I can't imagine flying yeah. at six six. So it's like you know how people so like Dylan's t- slightly like, below Slenderman. They uh, yeah people on the plane will like put their head down on their knees kind of like uh-huh. i wish i could do that but my head just like you like contacts the top of the seat Thunk. in front of me i'm like okay this is dylan needs an exit row yeah. that's what i'm saying uh does does your daughter have anything to say about pokemon scarlet call i know she got it for uh, christmas i watched her play it for like i don't know 20 minutes she seemed to enjoy it yeah good enough good enough uh let's chunk Lechonk's pretty Lechonk. It's a pig. It's Pokemon. Pig Pokemon. It's Lechonk. So, I was uh, doing some... Oh, never mind. It's from Animal Crossing. I lied. I was I was doing some genealogy earlier, and we have... Colby and I have a uh, like a great uncle named Lloyd, um, but it's L-L-O-I-D. And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, that's a Pokemon. But apparently, it's actually like a fire hydrant creature from Animal Crossing. So. Oh. It could be a Pokemon, though. I mean, it looks just like a Pokemon. Laloid. So, Laloid, yeah. Uh, uh, Rich, what, what, what did you do? So, I actually uh, finished High on Life. Uh, nice. Completed it. Um, I didn't go back that? to 100% or anything. I thought it was good. I think it's good balance. Um, it's not, um, it's kind of follows the standard format of, you know, going through and then hitting the bosses. Um, but, you know, it's got good Rick and Morty banter back and forth, and it's got awesome kind of side little characters who are just quirky and weird um like uh the one you gotta talk to uh, three construction workers who um just basically want their dad to tell them that he loves them so you basically (laughs) you go talk to the dad and the dad's like he hates him and then you go back and you have the option to lie or not lie so i told him he loved them i lied and they built like a rainbow bridge and it's funny the the gun character who is um voiced by rick and morty who who voices them says basically they need therapy. So th- the whole thing is kind of like that, just wacky and quirky. But uh, it was good. Um, finished that, and then I started uh, Pentiment um, today. So kind of trolling through that. Kind of like the uh, the artwork is really nice on that. I'm not sure right. about the story yet. It, it's kind of bouncing around, so I'm going to see where it goes. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it looks interesting. But yeah, the artwork is just it's just kind of a gorgeous kind of point and click. It's just um, so interesting. Like I. Is. I don't know. I'll talk about it a bit too. But yeah, and then uh, always Tarkov. So it's funny. I was playing High on Life, and I'm like, oh, this is you know having a good time. And I would have battles and back and forth. And I immediately went in to play Tarkov and got sniped like within three <laughs> seconds. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's Tarkov. <laughs> so, oh, that's always good. Always yeah. good. Uh, Col- Did you finish High on Life? I forget. <laughs> no, I'm three bosses in. I haven't been playing it all that much uh you know christmas and whatnot yeah 
Yeah. So, like, I was right. trying to think, I'm like, did I play it this week? I'm pretty sure I played it this week, but I couldn't remember <laughs> if I played it this week. That's all right. That's all right. What what did you play? Uh, played Diablo 3 with you, but I'm sure I can talk about it when we get to you. Um, and uh, played, let's see, let me get it right. Dying Light. There we go. Dying Light. Uh, and by played it, I mean I played it for maybe 40 minutes. Maybe. I think that's being like, you know, it was probably more like 30. But is, is uh, that on game? That's on Game Pass, right? I don't. It could be. I I own it. Wait, are you playing Dying Light One or Dying Light Two? One. Oh yeah, the second okay. one did come out, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so far I'm enjoying it. Um, however, I will say whoever's like, hey, you know what the the like jump and climb button should be, the right button, um, can go to hell. Yeah. That should never be a jump button. Like, why no, would agreed. you choose anything but A? Yeah. Just why? Um, so I need to see if I can change that because I haven't played it long enough that it'll like screw me up. Like I'll just change whatever's A to RB and just be able to jump and not be confused half the time. <laughs> that is but, fair. Uh, I'll hopefully play that a little bit more by next week. Nice. Nice. Uh, Colby and I uh, beat um, Diablo 3 this week. Woo! Um <laughs> so maybe for the second time for Cliff? May, maybe, maybe for not. the second time yeah I'm still not sure if I've played that game before or not um, like I got to a point where I'm just like I don't really recognize any of this stuff I don't really recognize the plot but so I have to ask you a question yeah so remember when we first played it remember when you could go to that like colorful world with like unicorns and stuff yeah 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 I have yet to see that the other times I've played through it yeah, and we actually did it a couple times, it seems, in our first uh-huh. playthrough. You have to, so. like, find someone or, or like, find, I, I want to say it's, like, the, the gold goblin kind of things that you have to, like, find and kill those guys. Yeah. But, uh, uh, like, literally, I've beat that game, I think, four times now, and only the first time did I ever run into those goblins Weird. that open up that world. Yeah, no, I definitely... I definitely remember running into them multiple times, and they were... I don't think it was necessarily like the Gold Goblins. I think it was like a thing like the Gold Goblins, like doing something yeah. oh, open yeah, up yeah. those worlds. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a goblin that you had to kill to open it Could up. Could be. Yeah, and then there's like the one world with the cows. Yeah, that was in Diablo 2, I think. It's, there's one in, 3 in Diablo as well. 3 as well. Is there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I... I don't know. Like we had a really good time playing it. We we continued to play it on like uber casual mode. <laughs> um, I only died once the entire time we were playing it, and it wasn't because like something got the best of me. It was because I like we <laughs> so we loaded into the final boss fight, like the end 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 boss, and like I think you start fighting him, and then there's like a cutscene maybe. And I like looked away at Discord and then like looked back. And I'm like, oh, ah, oh, shoot, he killed me because I was just like standing in one place. <laughs> and then Colby killed him like two seconds later. Like, I mean, that that boss fight total took maybe fifteen seconds. <laughs> so it was kind of a weird way to play the game, but it also meant that we could beat the entire thing in like I don't know, maybe sixteen hours, maybe maybe twenty. Um, so we just kind of sailed right through it. It was kind of fun though. Like I, it was it was a very enjoyable, just kind of like distraction from a lot of the other stuff we've been playing, which was nice. So like I can't I can't complain about it. Uh, I also beat um, this morning actually, uh, Pentiment, which is the game that Rich was saying he played. Um, I've talked about it for a couple weeks. It's that kind of like game in a like kind of medieval book thing. Um, the the ending of of the game of chapter three essentially is like first of all I need to go back and see if there are other endings you can get but the uh, the there's a really good twist about two thirds of the way through the third chapter that I really enjoyed um, it's uh, it's a good game like if it if I'd finished it before we did our game of the year list, it probably would have been on my game of the year list. It's it's that good. So, um, I, again, it's such a 
it's such an interesting game. Like Colby said, he he saw an interview that said that they kind of implied that if it wasn't for Game Pass, it was a game that never would have gotten made. Um, like they needed the Game Pass money to do it. Um, but again, it's Obsidian, so it's it's an internal, like it's a it's a they're owned by Microsoft, so like there's probably some Microsoft money going into that too. But just a really fun and unique game. I've never, I don't know if I've ever played another game like it. So check out check out Pentiment. It's on Game Pass. It's it's well worth playing. Uh, that's all I did. Did did you have anything else you want to say, Cole, about Diablo Three? It's it's good. I mean, like of the kind of that game, um, like what is that action RPG kind of you know? You know. I, I actually find that kind of disappointing because it used to be like I think I want to say like probably when Diablo three came out like that's what they were called action RPGs yeah. like they were you know they were real time they were lots of loot you know whatever and now like I don't know Far Cry is an, yeah is an I action know. RPG I don't know I don't know but yeah Diablo likes yeah. yeah like whatever you want to call those it's it's the best. Like yeah. I haven't found one that is any better, um, and so it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Uh, all right. Next thing we're going to talk about is Patreon because that's what we do. I think you should all know. I was sitting here and like my wife sitting right across from me. She like made this sliding noise and I heard a thunk. And for just a half second, I'm like, did she just pass out? Um, <laughs> she did not. <laughs> but for a heartbeat, I'm like, did Brooke just die? <laughs> a real bummer. Uh, I would need additional support from Patreon if that was the case because I would need. Well, we can stop and I can edit it. It's I'm fine. Dead. I'm oh, well, if you're dead, yeah. I mean, <laughs> your health care plan if you die is me just to find a nice dumpster. So, you know, there's a lot of swamps in Florida. That's what I'm saying. Um, Patreon. Um, if Brooke had died, I would have needed additional Patreon funds because I would have had to hire an au pair. Um, but she is alive, so we're fine for now. But if you'd like to become a Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. If you are a producer level patron at the $10 uh, kind of price point we got going on here, we say your name. So big shout out to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich, who's on the podcast. Rich, thank you. I can personally thank you for being a patron right now. You're welcome. Yeah. It was you or the sad Sarah McLaughlin dogs, so. <laughs> I'll give you guilt about it. In the eyes of angels. Uh, go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You too. I will sing for you. Like if I like, do you need me to do like a cameo for you of me singing the sad Sarah McLaughlin song? I'll do that once for, for every new patron. If that's well, what I you mentioned, want. we should do that. We should start running commercials on that just to, to absolutely Colby with the sad eyes and you singing in the background together. It'll be me singing the Sarah McLaughlin song. It'll be Rich and his dog just looking sad together. I don't know why because she she's he yeah. treats that Never dog so. better than anyone treats me. So, um, anyway, uh, news. Dylan, say news. News. See, when Dylan's not here, we we miss. Like, there's no one better at that. That's what I'm saying, Dylan. Uh, Microsoft. That's what you're you're here for a lot of other things too, Dylan. But that is, is, you know, something that you do better than everybody else. So, Uh, Microsoft is claiming that uh, the FTC lawsuit against them violates the Constitution. (laughs) Um, Apparently, they claim that... uh, the the essentially the basis of um the basis what the reason they want to purchase uh Activision Blizzard is mainly to grow their uh their mobile brand which i think is very interesting like microsoft is saying the reason we're doing this is essentially because they want to grow their mobile brand which is probably true they have very very little inroads into that but everyone's focusing on the fact that they're going to own call of duty uh they say that uh, the FTC is violating their Fifth Amendment right to due process <laughs> by trying to stop them from doing this. And I mean, I got to assume, like you have to assume that Microsoft has good lawyers, right? No, they're, they're probably just like, you know, bad lawyers. It's just, it's like. Real the, cheap, real cheap bad lawyers. I'm Lionel Hutz. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. And so, like, they must know what they're talking about, but that seemed 
seems really weird. Um, anyway, you know, kind of their 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 point is uh, is that the acquisition of a single game by the third place console manufacturer cannot upend a highly competitive industry, <laughs> and that is even more so true when that manufacturer has promised that they will keep that game available. So, it seems really weird that everyone is hyper focused on Call of Duty. I mean, it. It is legitimately a very, very large game. But, I mean, have any of you guys played a Call of Duty in the last three years that you purchased for yourself at a real price point? No. Well, I played one three years ago. I haven't played did one you, in a long time. Did you pay for it? Yeah. So, one in four <laughs> gamers says the Call yeah. of Duty matters. I think we we are a very normal cross-section of the game-playing populace, right? Sure. Yeah. No. Anyway. <laughs> I, Dylan is not old. Dylan is a young pup. I am a whippersnapper. Whippersnapper. <laughs> I think I'm the average age of a gamer, though. Colby is the average age of a gamer. Like, it was like 37 for like long. No time. one else can hear Brooke. I don't even know why we're having this conversation. <laughs> anyway, I I have a hard time with it being like you cannot acquire this one game, right? Because right. if it was any other company that you acquired one game, there would be no hoopla. It just so it's seems like, to me is, that, it, is this one company off limits? Can no one buy it then? They just have to exist as an it's entity weird. forever? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I have a real feeling that if this was PlayStation trying to buy Activision Blizzard, I mean, like, first of all, it wouldn't work. They don't have $68 billion. Um, but if they did, I don't feel like they'd be getting this kind of pushback. Um, I really don't. Yeah, that's, but, that's a weird angle for me is how is Sony kind of leveraging this? Well, Sony is, I think it's so weird that both Sony and Microsoft are like positioning themselves as we're just small little game developers and we don't have anything else. We just want to buy this new company so we can, we can make some video games. And I mean, Microsoft has what, $2 trillion in the bank and Sony, I mean, doesn't, but like they do real good in video games. Like they, they are... Yeah. By and large, the biggest video game. I just know. bought some of their headphones. How do you like them? They're real nice. Which ones did you get? Uh, XM5s. Nice. Do they They play music, I guess? They do. Nice. Are they noise canceling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like like to, to, a, to a creepy amount. <laughs> Where like I said something to my wife and looked at her. I'm like, oh, she's talking, but I can't hear her. <laughs> like, I see her mouth moving, but nothing. <laughs> so double-edged sword then. Yeah. 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 I get it. Uh, the A bunch of video gamers, like just gamer folk, um, have the best gathered... of people, you mean. <sighs> God. I... Sure. Um, it's just like a bunch of, of... Okay, so 10 self-described gamers are trying to take Microsoft to court, right? To try and stop this. And like I said in you know the, the first part of this, using the Clayton Antitrust Act of 1914, which gives America the right to sue companies over anti-competitive behavior. And like... Sure. I'm... I, it's probably important <laughs> that people like us have the ability to, I guess, since corporations are people now, sue other people that are being anti-competitive. I'm getting a little lost here in the details, but does a, is a law that's a hundred and... How many maths is that? A hundred and eight. Sixteen years old? And that is not good math, Cliff. <laughs> no, 108 years old. Thank you. That was actually correct. I appreciate that, Colby. Is a law that's 108 years old actually super applicable to anything? Well, how, else, how else are you going to sue a, you know, like, train baron, Cliff? <laughs> I mean, like, in 1914, you could still have, like, six-year-olds working in a meatpacking factory. I just, I'm not sure, like... <laughs> It just seems like maybe something like that should have been updated between 
now in the last 108 years. But anyway, they are suing Microsoft saying that this would create a monopoly and they're very, very upset about it. And God, I hope any judge in the world looks at this and says this is just stupid. I um, I want to see this out. Because <laughs> I... As long as they don't get a lawyer, I want to see this like them just arguing. Like I, I don't care where it goes. I just want ten self-described gamers arguing in court. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, should, okay. just well, it turn, turns out that he called the judge the f slur and uh, <laughs> it was thrown out. Apparently, they're gamers. I <laughs> one said he slept with the judge's mom. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it's fine. Whatever. What do you want to say, Rich? I said that should just go since it's like 1914. Let's just do a duel. Go back. <laughs> go back another hundred years. Ten gamers on one side, Microsoft on the other side. Just settle. <laughs> Who represents Microsoft? In that in that is that is this like a like a OBS like a, or not OBS? Uh, Oh shoot! What's that? That video game, totally accurate battle simulator tabs, where you can like see if like three elephants can fight through two hundred <laughs> gladiators. <laughs> three gamers want... on one side and all of Microsoft's lawyers on the other side. They just fight. <laughs> or just put my money on Steve Ballmer. He, he can take out ten gamers. <laughs> oh, all right. What what was it when in Game of Thrones when they had the you know the you could get your like friend to you know fight for you for yeah 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 like, yeah uh, what was what is, what is that called i don't know what it's called but totally yeah. legal I, i'm assuming microsoft just has that <laughs> the mountain comes out <laughs> yeah was that by proxy someone's or head yeah yeah, by pro- yeah their proxy he just squishes 10 10 gamer heads <laughs> and like heads. grapes and we call it good Oy. Uh let's see. High on Life is uh, a game that both Rich and Colby have played, and apparently so have a lot of other people. Um, it is currently the Xbox Game Pass's biggest launch of 2022. It is the biggest third-party Game Pass launch ever, and the biggest single-player game launch on Game Pass ever. So... Uh, Apparently, a handful of people uh, have been playing that game. Um, interestingly enough, they said that uh, this is another game that kind of needed Game Pass in order yeah. to exist. So, um, you know, I, love it or hate it. And man, if you hate it, I would... Sh- you know, I was going to say, like, if you hate it, I, I would like to know why. But I read enough, like, Twitter comments to know that there are actually a lot of people that hate Game Pass. And the overwhelming reason is is because a new first-party game doesn't drop every 10 or 15 minutes, I think, is what they expect for $15 a month. So, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, game, uh, High on Life. Give that a shot. I think a lot of people are, are liking that. <laughs> Uh, developers at a, a, I love this. So there's a a video game studio called Proletariat in uh, Boston, and they were recently acquired by Blizzard. They are the folks that uh, just put out the new World of Warcraft Dragonflight expansion. Uh, And (laughs) they're, they're trying to unionize their studio. And this is a quote from one of the folks who uh, kind of started that unionization effort. And he said, everyone in the video game industry knows Activision's Blizzard's reputation for creating a hostile work environment. <laughs> so earlier this year, when we heard that Blizzard was planning to acquire Proletariat, we just started to discuss how we could protect the great culture we have created here. By forming a union and negotiating a contract, we can make sure we're able to continue drawing our best work and create innovative experiences of the frontier of game development. And like, man, if anyone said that, they're like, hey... So, you know, I hear Cliff's coming over, and word on the street is, man, everyone says he is just a bag of dicks. Like, I would feel kind of bad about that and maybe want to change my behavior. Maybe, but maybe not. Um, nah. Nah. But, like, I mean, how, how bad? I just picture, be- like, you know, when it's bad, and they're like, they're, everyone knows they're bad, and everyone in, you know, the CEO's like, yeah, yeah kind of. Kind of. How bad? <laughs> Anyway, proletariat it's a badge of honor, right? <laughs> like we do. Su- I mean, to be honest, though, like there are a lot of like management folks who are like, man, if if your if your employees don't hate you, you're doing something wrong. So, 
maybe. I think I've worked for him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I actually read a really interesting article yesterday that was about like the rise of middle management and like why middle management exists. And like it didn't exist until like the early 1900s. And it was a, a way that they figured they could actually, like before that, people came to work, they kind of knew what to do and they just did it and then went home. And they're like, man, I bet you if we put a, a layer in between executives and management, that those executives could force them to get more work done. And it turns out they were right, but at the expense of like every ounce of like worker goodwill that ever existed. Um, and they're like, the pandemic must have been really hard for middle managers because everyone went home and they found out that like people actually get a lot of work done if even if <laughs> they, people aren't like need these people staring at them constantly. <laughs> Which is why they're like, they think that there's so many people like, yeah, we got to go back to work, got to go back to work because if you don't go back to work, I don't have a job anymore. So anyway, that's a problem. Uh, proletarian is interesting though uh, from a unionization effort standpoint. Uh, because they will be the first um, video game developer um, to actually unionize their entire company except for management. Uh, so this isn't just like the QA department of Raven. This is literally the entire company of Proletariat, which I think they said is about 60 people. So that's a, a pretty big deal. Um, it's I have to assume, and like maybe I'm wrong, but like if, you, if you've watched the Starbucks unionization effort, like it started with like two Starbucks and then three Starbucks, and then it was like 15 Starbucks and 25 Starbucks, and now I think they're like well into the hundreds of Starbucks. Um, like the good news is, is Starbucks corporate is shutting them down as quickly as possible, claiming that they're full of meth, I think. Um, but I hope that video games kind of hits that that small tipping point where I don't know. I, I read that this with, with um, that the tipping point for electric cars is 5%. That as soon as, as soon as you hit 5% of people buying electric cars um, versus traditional gas, that's when you see the tipping point of, you know, more and more and more people. It makes more sense to buy an electric car that doesn't, you know, to, to buy a gas car. And I, I wonder at what point with unionization we hit kind of tipping point of where it makes more sense to be a uh, a unionized video game developer that it doesn't make sense that, you know, all the arguments have been fought um, and, and you know, it, it just becomes easier and easier and easier. So hopefully we're getting to that point because, man, do video games need it. Uh, speaking of Activision Blizzard, this is the dumbest thing so the chief operating officer and president of Blizzard, um, his name was Daniel Allegri, and he's leaving the company to go work for Board Ape and Christo Crypto Punks. Um, hey, how, how's Crypto doing? <laughs> well, he's going to help create a vision of a truly interoperable, interoperable metaverse. Apparently, is interoperable a word? I, I, maybe you went to college. <laughs> I guess. I, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna let everyone know. I'm quitting my job to go work at Radio Shack. <laughs> I think it's a smart business move on my part. He. I. I don't know. Um, he apparently they think it's going to be great. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean. Why? How much money could they have offered him to leave? I've got to think that being the president and CEO of Blizzard Software pays pretty well. Like, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but that sounds like a like solid, you know, six or you know, probably solid mid six figure plus like millions in stocks options kind of thing. Like, what could a weird ape NFT company offer him? Like. A bunch of We're like currently being sued by the FTC. Yeah, uh, right. You know, it's like it just makes me make me really think that the NFT crypto space must mostly exist for like the benefit of money launderers, and I don't, I don't know, I don't get. Someone it, has to wash the money. I guess it just it seems so dumb, but hey, good for him, I guess. Um, I guess. So, you guys, have you seen the new like so you like me me Dylan and Colby at least. I don't think Rich does, but the three of us have some version of the Microsoft Elite controller. And 
like to me the benefit of that controller in addition to it being heavy and it being configurable um it just like it feels real solid real well built is that i can charge it and the battery lasts for like long time. 30 hours i mean i charge mine like maybe once a month and like when the when the battery indicator saying like hey the battery's almost dead comes on it still lasts longer than a ps4 controller does from a fresh charge so like i mean you get a solid couple hours once the battery warning light comes on um apparently the new playstation controller which is also 200 dollars actually lasts slightly less than a standard PS5 controller. So a standard PS5 controller has a 5 to 10 hour battery life, and this one doesn't hit that. Um, Wow. (laughs) They're like, well, I mean, it just makes sense, right? We took a normal controller and stuffed more features into it, so why would you think the battery would last longer? And I'm like... Well, because it costs $200, sir, but apparently that was not correct. Okay, it's it's fine. It's fine. I don't like how you're mocking my Wii U controller (laughs) that I use for my Xbox on my PC. (laughs) You really? I'm taking that personal. (laughs) Yes, I do. (laughs) I have like... A lot of extra controllers, Rich. I could at least like get you upgraded to like an Xbox 360 controller. <laughs> yeah. I have I have the one controllers. I just happen to have this one here, and I felt bad for it. So it actually works quite well with Wii U software. That's, Look at it; it's gorgeous. It's very shiny. <laughs> it it looks kind of like a batarang. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to tell you a few a few facts about Atari, and none of them are good. You'll be shocked shocked i tell you to hear that the atari vcs did not sell as well as they thought it would um they estimated that they were going to sell 2.3 million euros worth of them and they've they've updated that estimate to 200,000 euros which is that's close a, a lot less <laughs> a lot Ouch. less um Luckily, their game revenue has increased slightly because they were somehow managed to extend their roller coaster tycoon license out another 10 years. Nice. Um, so so that is up. But this is my favorite thing. So the rest of their revenue is all blockchain, which did go up 400,000 euros to 700,000 euros. But they're also like... A bunch of that is tied up in 259 million Atari tokens. Um, And they're not really sure if those are worth anything. Like, they could be completely worthless. (laughs) They don't anticipate any revenue being generated by that. But they're going to try really hard. Um, On top of that, they own 972 parcels of land in the sandbox metaverse. (laughs) (laughs) But they're like, it's kind of hard to to assign an aggregate value to those assets. (laughs) And I'm like, huh, really? You're just not sure what your almost thousand parcels of sandbox metaverse land is worth? Because that seems pretty easy. And the answer is probably zero. (laughs) Depends Um, on the location, Cliff. Depends on the location. It's it's all about location. He's not wrong. Um, apparently, the current head of of Atari, the CEO, uh, joined in April of 2021. He currently owns about 30% of the company. And um, he is also a controller of a company called Irata LLC, who's trying to essentially friendlily, hostily take over Atari. <laughs> He's like, I only need another 20%, guys. And it sounds like your stock is worthless. So uh, maybe I'll just own this company myself. The interesting thing is, is he actually appears to really like understand that Atari is a important, interesting legacy brand and would like it to do more of that and less of buying sandboxes. Parcels. All I can think of is, is like, I mean, well, all you have to do is get like a bunch of virtual farmers to for, farm all that virtual land, and then you can make some virtual crops and you sell them in Farmville, right? That's how 
that's how <laughs> NFT land works, right? But what you do I know? You should get some bored apes. <sighs> can you? Tr- do you think you can trade Atari tokens for bored ape tokens? Like if I have, say, two hundred fifty. Worthless, m- so I don't see why not. <laughs> if I have two hundred fifty million Atari tokens, can I trade those for one bored ape? Just one. Maybe. <sighs> I was glad to hear that both Paris Hilton and Jimmy Fallon are being investigated by the FCC for pimping board ape. It's good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, if you have played Half-Life 2, there's a very, very good chance that uh, <laughs> one of the dead people you found burned up in a hallway somewhere in Half-Life 2 was actually a real live dead person. <laughs> um a uh, some folks on uh, a Reddit board, uh, iBleach, which I think Colby is a frequent visitor of, um, slash iBleach and what slash people actually dying. Those are your two your two they favorites. Got, that, that got banned. Ah, oh, bummer. That's a that's a real real bummer. Um, was posting uh, essentially medical forensic textbook pictures with like gruesome pictures of dead people, and someone was like. Huh, that looks like a ton like one of the models from Half-Life and they like brought it up and they're like, "Huh, it is." Like all they've done is like they took his right eye and moved it to where his left eye was, and that's that's the only difference between the two and they're like, "Huh, that's weird." So, I guess uh it's model corpse01.ndl is the model for that and I mean, it's 18 years in the past. Um they assume that like back in the day, you just bought like huge bunch, you know, big like CDs, like DVDs of stock images. And so they purchased it, they slapped it on a model, and no one knew it was a real dead guy. Um, but actual real dead guy. But now, the, the interesting thing I think is people are like, well, they, they need to take that out because, like, I don't like the fact that I've been looking at a dead guy. And I'm like, A, who's still playing Half Life 2? Um, B, they're like, well, think about all the the people that use all the models in Gary's mod that might be doing weird things with this real dead corpse. (laughs) That was when I thought things got extra funny (laughs) where, I don't know, they're like, but what if the family of this dead guy find out? And I'm like, I I mean, Cole, if I died in a horrific car accident and was burned beyond recognition and then you found out. I'm modding you into Gmod. Right? (laughs) Watch Cliff's Burt Corpse go bullying for these. <laughs> I would expect... say it was Cliff's Corpse originally. I definitely would play that. I I would expect nothing less. Like that's actually I'm gonna see if I can have that like written into my will that I want my body to be patched into a game that's at least twenty years old. Maybe like GTA Brooks judging me. I don't think she thinks this is a good idea. <laughs> I won't oh. tell her. She'll never play it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is what you get when you come to a Between Christmas and New Year's Might Me podcast. Uh, questions. There's no, there's no, there's no Vinny, Dylan, but can you do Rich's voice if Rich was from the Jersey Shore? It's really pretty much just your Vinny voice, I think. <laughs> I don't think so. It just doesn't. It just doesn't come out the same. It just doesn't come out. Well, if Rich's if Rich's wife walks back in, we'll have her do Rich's voice if she, if she was. Hey, oh, I'm Rich. There you go. <laughs> I got a question. The first question, unfortunately, question. is from Prime Fan. He says, "What is your thoughts on Elden Ring winning Game of the Year?" Um, I have many thoughts. <laughs> well, I guess maybe it's not. Un- well, it's unfortunately from him, not because it was unfortunately from him. It was unfortunately because we did Rich as the intro. <laughs> the peanut gallery over here. Um, I mean, I guess the question is, is like, what really defines game of the year? Is there is there one like game of the year? Is it is it the game awards? Is the game awards the like definitive the Oscars? Yep, only they get a game of the year like addition. That's every other game that has a game of the year edition is illegal. It's, <laughs> it's false advertising. It's false advertising. Little known fact. Little known fact. But I mean, so is that the, is that like the definitive answer? Like the game awards is the the people that can give the definitive game of the year edition. 
I yes, guess it seems like it seems to be the default one. I would I would guess. All right. So what what do you think about Elden Ring winning Game of the Year? Um, what other big game came out this year? God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, mm. and it was probably in the running and lost. Sure yeah. was. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't nearly have the hype that the last one did. Like yep. the God of War. Like I literally didn't even know it was coming out. Like okay, so it kind of flew under the radar to me. So um, the Game Award nominations for Game of the Year this year were Xenoblade Chronicles Three, A Plague's Tale Requiem, uh, Stray, Horizon, uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Elden Ring, and God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I would say out of those, God or uh, Elden I, Ring, probably. I do appreciate it. that a new IP got it. Versus like God of War two or Horizon two or I mean most of those games were uh, a, a a newer version of a game that was Stray had a cat Dylan yeah oh my god and it did Microsoft it did win other awards though um, but I don't think we were ever gonna have that big indie no. win that was going to take that and Elden Ring probably deservedly won that by the I don't know hoopla around it I guess I to me Plus like the, loved it. I did not love it um, I to me I think it's weird that a game that is is I would say not accessible to the masses of gamers um and like not not just not playable, but like is purposely obtuse to the point of of like if you have not played a bunch of other games in the Soul series, like you're gonna get in that game and just have no idea what's going on. Um, in addition to its difficulty level, um, like to me that makes that game niche enough that I don't know if like the hype of it can can get in the way of that. Um, like it really seems to me that a game of the year would be something that literally all gamers can play and enjoy. Like not necessarily that they would, but that they could. And I don't think that Elden Ring meets that requirement. Yeah. Like I think it is literally, I don't know, both difficult enough and like just. I mean, it's opaque. Like you open that game and there's nothing. It is. It is. It makes. It makes. It makes Breath of the Wild look handholdy. Um, <laughs> And I, I think that that's a, a weird, a weird call for game of the year. But I mean, obviously, so, just my opinion. I want to point something out. I just went to PC Gamers Game of the Year Awards in 2022, and I will give anyone a hundred dollars if they can bet guess what the best ongoing game was. Best ongoing game on PC specifically. Yes. Minecraft or Destiny? Counter Strike. <laughs> I was gonna say Civilizations. <laughs> You're all wrong. It's Guild Wars Two. Huh. A, a game that came out in 2012, and I haven't heard about since 2012. Oh no! Like it has a huge community, and they uh, they add like updates to it all the time. I know, but it's still weird. Yeah, it um, is weird. Like the the thing that's interesting about Guild Wars is like how much like top tier talent works there now too. Um, they're based out of Seattle um, and employ a lot of like very very talented people. Like they they've scooped like up Sobsby and Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb, like Bobby Jeff Grubb is fine. Uh, Jeff Grubb's huge. He's a like he's Tom a, he, Abernathy. Wait, these are who are these people? They They're the writers of of Guild Wars. Yes, yeah. Jeff Grubb is like he has his own podcast. Like he is a also a game Ooh, journalist. That's pretty impressive. His own podcast. You well, say. like they don't, they don't just give those out to anyone. Trust me when I say that his podcast is uh, is is a little more popular than ours. Um, like almost any time you hear like a big Microsoft rumor, it's coming from Jeff. I thought Grubb. you were gonna say anyone yeah <laughs> also true but i think they scooped up um i think the uh the lady who does all of the like um amy lou no that did the 
Celeste soundtrack, I think, does a lot of their soundtrack work. Although she, I think she works for... Lena Rain. Lena Rain, yeah. Um, so I think she works for Microsoft now. Um, uh, she does. She took over from for the guy who did the Minecraft soundtracks. Um, but yeah, no, like they have a lot of a lot of interesting people working there. Although they are also the company that like fired two employees like over Memorial Day two years ago because they like wouldn't bend to like a hate mob on Twitter. So you know, eh, you know, take it as you will. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's weird. But what's their, what was their game of the year for just game of the year? I don't know. I've I've gone away and I'm looking at <laughs> Facebook now. <laughs> We've lost. All them. right. Next question is uh, Miss Happy Childhood wants to know what cool games did you get for Christmas? Video games, card games, board games, etc. Did you guys get any cool video games for Christmas? No. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. Kid got Pokemon Pilot. You got what? I got accessories. You got accessories. What cool accessories did you get? Uh, yeah, I got it the uh, Anchor uh, Oculus um, charging kind of thing. Oh, nice. Like yeah. Uh, my kid has that. Really likes it. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. New new head strap. Um, and uh, this is going to make me super dorky, but a golfing accessory to go with the, uh, the Oculus so I can actually look, swing rather than use my hands. So oh, that's actually kind of cool, reviews. though. What do you, what do you, yeah. what golf game do you play? It's actually, hold on. Uh, I actually didn't, um, didn't purchase one yet because I wanted to get the actual accessory. Um, so that's kind of where I was starting from, but it's actually cool. I'm unboxing it with all the noise, but this is the worst like unboxing ever. I can't even see I know. it. It actually looks like a golfing handle. Oh, that's oh, really cool. Yeah, it's cool. That's really neat. So we'll try it. My guess is I'm going to swing and nail the dog. <laughs> what's what's the name of that it's, product for people that might also need a golfing accessory? The Dead Eye Drift VR Golf accessory. That's a red metal. Terrible name. Terrible name. Yes, it is completely horrible. Yeah, Ritz is a very good golfer. I, I dropped have, it. I've golfed with him. He's far better than I am. Yeah. So I thought it'd be something new, but yeah, actually, no games. That's kind that's cool. Uh, no no games or accessories for you, Dylan. No, I didn't really. Uh, I'm in a. I don't know what to ask for at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, How about you, Cole? Like, I know your. So your kid got Pokemon Scarlet. Yeah, that's it. I didn't. Violet. Violet. Whatever. Yeah. Wait, is that that's the new one though? It's Scarlet and uh-huh. Violet. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, then I'm the only person that got video games. Um, You're welcome. And they were all from Colby. So he got me. Help me remember, Cole, because I don't remember all the names of them. We got zero, 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 which I don't know what that. So Colby's gonna have to help here because I, I looked at them, but then I immediately forgot all of them. So zero, zero, zero was like a one bit. Is that the one bit like game? Most of them are like a one bit yeah. game. Uh, yeah, it's it's a one bit game where there's a hundred different levels, and every time you die, you just get teleported to a random other level. Interesting. Um, so you, and then when you once you beat that level, it disappears from the list. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So it's just like a puzzle game that has a hundred different puzzles. And once you beat it, you, you know, that goes away. But if you die in it, you just instantly go to another level and try to beat that. Interesting. That's a cool, that's a cool mechanic. Uh, then the taller I grow, I think is what yep. it's called. Um, and I don't remember that. I just remember it being very good. Like you have blocks that you have to move. You're you're like a little block guy, and you can grab blocks to make you grow taller. But you can then move those blocks to solve puzzles, uh, to like get over things. Um, I don't remember it. That's another one bit game. Uh, then Westerado, yeah. which is like a I don't know fake eight bit like cowboy game. That's really good. It's a roguelite. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I played it at PAX um, a number of years ago. And then Snakey Bus. I've never played it, but it was on sale for like 70% off, and I needed to round out your, you know, things so that uh, to $25 because sure. I'm cheap. Yeah. And uh, I mean, four games good. for 25 bucks though, is pretty good. Um, and I bought that one for myself. So, I mean, like, that's kind of like a Christmas gift. Yeah. I bought it on Christmas. Snakey Bus uh, looks like like the traditional game of like snake that you used to play on like your Nokia phone. Um, except that it's like you're, you're a, a bus, bus driving through a city, trying not to hit your own tail. So, 
Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm very intrigued to play that. I also started playing, I forgot, I started playing Swapper today, which Colby got me for Woo! my birthday. Uh, I'll talk more about that next week. Um, Princess <laughs> Megan wants to know, how was Christmas for your pets? And I have to preface this by saying, I am watching Rich's dog um, this weekend, and they were kind of bummed because it's her birthday and they weren't going to be in town. So, like, when you ask how Christmas was for his pet, like, she probably did all right. <laughs> I I'd say she probably ended up doing better than most children in America. <laughs> she had a put it this way, we we ended up uh boxing up her toys. It was this huge box and we dumped them out and we're just like, "Oh my god, what have we done?" <laughs> so yeah, she's a little spoiled, but she was awesome this Christmas uh the Christmas, I think last Christmas, Christmas before. She didn't really kind of know what to do, which is un, which is not unusual for a puppy. Yeah. But she actually, I dumped them out and was like, I was making uh, the turkey for the day. And she actually grabbed one of her presents and uh, Judy's mom's presents were on the other side. Grabbed hers, opened it, and I'm like, all right, you can have one. And then after about 20 minutes later, she was like, no, no, I'm getting another. So then I had to wake Judy up. But <laughs> she actually opened up all her presents, went through them. So she actually did. Pretty good, but yeah, she has a, a huge pile. I'll send a picture. <laughs> Love she it. must have pop twenty toys. And, <laughs> and I think I think you should ten also, different bags of bones you, and treats. You should also know that like Rich doesn't buy her dog toys. He buys her like stuffed animals at Disney World. Um, yeah, she, she got her Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, Colby is petless, so he. I have a kid. It's like a. It's like a pet. pet. Very similar. way more expensive pet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kids, kids are kids are rough, but she got Minecraft stuff. So <laughs> nothing wrong with that. How uh, how about you, Dylan? Do you guys do you guys buy pets for your cats? Um, they got an Wait, advent that, that... calendar this year. It was pretty cool. So like had a different cat get... treat in every day. Yeah. That was, they liked that a lot. Um, and they got some catnip toys, and they nice. liked those pretty good. Um, Very nice. You never know which tr- like toys they're going to really like or not. but Right. Cats cats are just as likely to like the box it came in. So. Uh, we did get some uh, grow-your-own-catnip. Nice. Not for our pets, but we got it as gifts. Um, Very nice. So... So uh, that should be, be fun because they do love um, the fresh catnip. Yeah, I get it. They my mom used to that cat like cat a lawn. My mom used to go catnip, and me and my friend when we were like twelve were like, oh, "Man, cats go crazy for it. Like, what does it do to people?" And mostly, it just tastes awful. <laughs> so, word of warning. Uh, let's see. My dog this year for Christmas got. Uh, a pack of three squeaky tennis balls because he loves squeaky tennis balls. Um, and then like a bark box pack, like from Starbucks. Um, so it was like a Starbucks Frappuccino and probably just like a, I don't remember what the other one was just like a coffee. Oh, gingerbread man. And they both make kind of a rustling noise when he, when he chomps on them. So he liked both of those quite a bit. He's, he, he's not, like super toy centric, like he likes them and he'll guard them, which is not great. But uh, he gets kind of bored of them pretty quickly, um, and because he only has like working front legs, like fetch is not a. Like, we don't fetch a lot. He gets pretty tired pretty quick. Uh, Rich, you are on the podcast, so you can ask your own questions. Sure. So we'll start with the Christmas based one. What did you want but did not get for Christmas? So I'll go last. I mean, I assume we have to like keep this. Like, I I would have loved a new car, like a private jet, but no one no one got those for like me. Like a like what your something you on know, your list. Brooke pulls up with like a Lexus with a bow in with it, a big bow on like, it. You're yeah. like, sweet. We didn't discuss this. Do you ever wonder? Like, I mean, like how much how much money do you have to have before you can gift someone a car that you don't talk to them about it first? <laughs> like. Yeah. More than I have. Way more than I have. Like I'm like, hey, love you, honey. I just got you a seven-year loan. Um, yeah, that's what I always think is like five seconds after that commercial ends, of like, here's the payment. <laughs> and then there's a divorce out there. Right? Just so, so weird. So you did paperwork for Christmas <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm still financially obligated to this car, or you just <laughs> signed paperwork. All good. Uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I got almost everything on my list. Like, literally, the only thing I didn't get um, is I wanted, I had uh, 
two three-inch white binders on my list that I wanted, and I did not get those. So that's fine. I just ordered them. They'll be here like three days from now. So that that was that was one thing I wanted and did not get, but like no big deal. Anything anything you wanted, Rich, that you did not receive? Yeah, mine was small too because usually usually Judy and I have like kind of you know we'll we'll put those gifts we're not going to get like for her it's a mini pony every year she puts on there but uh <laughs> mine was actually small um i wanted a new phone case because mm. i have a he's kind of broken right now God, that so good. yeah so i just wanted a new one but i didn't get that but i'll i'll look for one there's plenty in disney to grab so sure not a big are. big deal how about you call anything you wanted you did not receive these sunglasses oh those are so pretty, i bought them those are pretty cool sunglasses <laughs> Right. I think it's the best part of being an adult. You're like, I didn't get what I want, but <laughs> they were eleven dollars. Yeah, my my so. my mine was like sixteen dollars. I spent on myself, so all good. How about you, Dylan? Yeah. I always know what I want after Christmas. Is the problem? Yeah, right. You're like, ah, that's a, such a cool gift. I wish I had those cow slippers. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, no, I. I feel that because like my birthday is in November and so like I kind of like do all my like okay what do I want and I get everything in November and then everyone like five days from my birthday like well you need to update your list for Christmas I'm like but I just like just did that I just did like 10 minutes ago I just did that They're like we need more stuff so I get it um cool we got some pretty colorful crocs those are pretty cool hell yeah I got yeah, some crocs yeah, nothing wrong with that uh Rich other question so, uh, since we're in between, we'll, we'll wrap it up this, with this uh, episode with the Christmas questions till next year. Uh, what's your favorite Christmas food? I don't think this was asked, so I, I, I threw so. it on there. Um, I will say I, I make no promises that this is the last Christmas question. Like some, <laughs> Who knows what could happen? Um, probably my most traditional Christmas food is my family, um, for as long as I can remember, uh, has made Swedish pancakes. On Christmas, which are just like super thin, kind of crepey pancakes that we eat with um, <sighs> strawberries and whipped cream on them. So, like, I mean, since I was born, probably that's what we've had on Christmas, and and it is literally my only tradition that we have really kind of kept forever. So, my dad made them when I was a kid. I make them now as an adult, and they are delicious. Do you still make? Do you make switch pancakes, Cole? <sighs> Ruining. Christmas. No one gave me the recipe. I <laughs> do you do Amy's traditions? Amy doesn't have any traditions. <sighs> well, I think we would both prefer if just like all holidays dropped off the face of the earth <laughs> and we didn't have to celebrate them. <laughs> Colby is a Grinch. What's your favorite Christmas food, Gull? I don't have one. Grinch. Dylan, what's your favorite Christmas food? <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I don't know if we really have like a specific thing other than like cookies. Like cookies are, what's I'm your favorite to think Christmas of, cookie? I do like, like I was so excited to go to my grandma's and get spritz cookies and oh, they yeah. decided not to make them this year. No. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Because oh. my grandma has been in the hospital and stuff, so my aunt basically I mean at some point did everything but i mean i was just like we're not making those because we're too tired but it was the one that got cut rather than the other it's like and i even like told my mom i was like i'm gonna go back to grandma so i can get some spritz cookies and i got there and it's like spritz cookies and they're like oh (laughs) about that that's a real bummer dylan i'm sorry man (laughs) it was kind of funny i was so looking forward to it though yeah no i can see that how about you rich what's your favorite uh christmas food yeah, mine's going to be the classic chocolate chip cookie. I mean, it's not really a staple of just Christmas, but it seems like we eat more of them at Christmas than any other time. So. Interesting. We uh, So I can't get into Disney World right now because my past doesn't let me, and it's like an extra $400 a year to get in for Christmas. Um, yeah. And so yesterday we went resort hopping where you just go to like all the different um, hotels and look at all their Christmas stuff, and they have a – a Christmas cookie at the Contemporary that is like, it's like a chocolate cookie, but it's almost got like a brownie consistency and it has like peppermint on top, like a little like broken up candy cane. And it is, 
it is top shelf. And we've been like we had one last year, and I think we've been looking forward to getting another one of those since last year. So I guess if you happen to be in Florida and you go over to the Contemporary Resort, they have a giant, first of all, very cool, like uh small world gingerbread house. Like it's huge. I mean it's not it is not small, it's very large. Uh and they sell them there. So that's a, a very good cookie you can get as well. Um and Colby, I'm gonna send like three ghosts to have a chat with you, I think. I think that's what you it's cool. Need. Uh cheap free games. Epic is uh still doing mystery games. I really thought it only ran through Christmas, but they did one yesterday and they did one today. So maybe it goes through New Year. I don't know. So keep an eye out on that. Um honestly, in years past they have been far better than they have been this year. Um they did give away Death Stranding, I guess, if that's kind of your jam, but that's already on Game Pass, so it wasn't like super exciting. Um but you know, there's been some some little things that have been okay. Uh, Xbox Game Pass uh, has not really updated what they're giving away the first half of uh, January, but uh, we do know from past releases that Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, uh, both come out January 19th. That's on console, cloud, and PC. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise comes out January 20th on console and PC. Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition comes out January 30th on console and cloud. Uh, I don't know how to say this name in Culinati comes out January 31st on console and PC and a game called RoboQuest will come out sometime in January on console. Uh, PlayStation Plus has been leaked. Um, looks like they're getting Star Wars Fallen Order, which depending on a lot of things, maybe a game you very much enjoy. I did not. Colby did not. But like Vinny loved it. So, you know, your mileage may vary. Um, Fallout 76. Stay for the Wookiees, you know. Do not. Oh, man, the Wookiees. Those Wookiees. Uh, Fallout 76, which I thought was a very interesting game to be coming to PlayStation Plus, but I guess it's kind of a, a subscription-y kind of game, like where you can buy a lot of stuff in it, so maybe getting a bigger user base in that is more important than keeping that a, uh, a an Xbox exclusive. Um, my dad liked it enough to put, like, 10 million hours into it so and i i've actually really heard too that like that was a game that had a very shaky release but uh, like has like 13 million active players playing it now so uh it's it's gotten better um axiom verge 2 is the third game on that list um which is interesting because i heard that that uh that game is so accessible that the developer was like, hey, you know, I heard a bunch of people stop playing because they, like, got stuck on a boss. So Axiom Verge 2, you can just skip end bosses if you want to. <laughs> so maybe maybe it's a game you'd enjoy. It looks fun. It's kind of a 16-bit platformer. Uh, I think that's everything. Anyone have any big video game related thoughts before we stop talking about big video games? Mm-mm. Excellent. We are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at BiteMePodcast.com, mostly because Rich makes sure that it stays running. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash BiteMePodcast and follow us on the social medias. You can go to BiteMePodcast.com slash Discord to join our Discord. You can go to BiteMePodcast.com slash Extra Life to join or donate to our Extra Life campaign. You've got about four days if you want to get in under the 2022 donation thingy but you know like 2023 is right around the corner as soon as that uh pops up we'll get that figured out too uh if you would like to join our patreon go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast not a huge deal right now brooke's still alive but you know like and she could die at any time so think of me when you think of uh you know our patreon i think that's it dylan bite me yay bite me. Bite me.